it's been a year, not literally a year. It's almost. Like, Whoa, what a oh, year! It's, yes, yes, it's it's been quite a year. It's been quite a year. Yeah, more than hashtags. Come on, come on. Yeah, more than hashtags. No, we won't forget what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek, every week a new episode from News on the Net. Repping Arizona, I know just what you came for. For stories people might miss and fly under the radar. Yeah, more than hashtags, it's news and we're on it. Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it. Yeah, more than hashtags. We we were chatting, texting, and want to get the, the band back together. Want to get, record some episodes, mm-hmm. and we just started like just going down the list of like what's been going on in social, and there's been really good stuff. So we're like, this would be good for an episode. This should only take a couple hours. So <laughs> sit back, relax, <laughs> and uh, no, we're we're just gonna focus on more of the recent stuff, and and we're we're gonna dive right into it. I think, but first, I, I need to talk about my friend here. I need to talk about my buddy Adam. Did you know, DYK, as we say on the socials, Adam was an integral part of a recent social media webinar with General Assembly uh, Phoenix, where they've been doing a lot of these webinar sessions, a lot of these uh, panels online over the last couple months. They've kind of popped in here in the the Valley and some other cities too. And uh, Adam was part of a group talking about Instagram growth and branding on Instagram and growing your account. And uh, I, I found it riveting. Adam, how was it for you? I can't even start out without, did you know, DYK, as they say, that Vincent was also recently a guest on a Mind Your Marketing podcast. I haven't listened yet because it just came out. <laughs> that's right. But that's okay. I, I, uh, that podcast... I recorded about nine weeks ago and oh, wow. my buddy cool. Jordan. Yep. Uh, from mind your marketing from cave social, actually, they've been doing that podcast, mind your marketing for like a while. Now it's just him doing that show, but he's, it's very focused and, uh, had a good time. He let me, he let me ramble about, I think it's interesting that we both, <laughs> both of us did two external things at the same, about the same time. Yeah. Because we were saying we need another creative outlet, which is why we're back on the pod. Um, the webinar was good. I'm always wondering, you know, if people are tuning in, they want to get the link, the recording afterwards. But honestly, I was curious to see what the state of where people are thinking Instagram is for business, what they think they need to do, how to grow it, how to make authentic community. So I'm like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be uh, one of the panelists. I think it would be great. Uh, there was a couple other people on the panel that had some agencies and some influencer marketing experience. Right. And um, about 150 people registered. And I think in about, I think 50, 60 showed up. So I think they all got the recording afterwards. Yeah, but th- there's a thirst for that knowledge. Well, Adam, totally. what what was maybe one, or if you remember two, um, of the maybe main points that came through there? Sure. Well, a lot of the pretty common stuff about how to schedule your schedule your posts, how to come up with your posts, how to grow, how to grow to 10,000. But two things that still came up that really, you know, stuck out to me. Uh, they talked a lot about influencer marketing. Um, some of the people on the panel, 
and some people asking questions. And then the other one was like uh, the the moderator asked about buying uh, buying Instagram fans followers. Yikes! Uh, which I just said no, <laughs> no, don't do right. it. Right, don't do it. But it's interesting in 2020 that may I find we're still talking about something that just feels like it's a no brainer, um, unless companies are still worried about vanity metrics and appearing to have you know tens of thousands it practically does nothing for your business and uh, and then if you do get some deals if people dig they'll find out it wasn't real um so i wanted to ask you is there i know there's a couple tools that you can use to find you know scan accounts to fake followers is there any that you use for instagram or I, honestly, Twitter follower I, one for Twitter, we use that a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's way more tools for it feels like legit tools for Twitter than there are for Instagram because of Instagram's kind of uh, um, lack of <laughs> they don't want to give outside vendors, third party vendors accessibility like Twitter almost kind of doesn't care. Yeah, they care a little bit now these days, but over the years, they definitely have pretty much had like an open open api like anybody third party could like access twitter twitter's data for you know these tools that would follow unfollow really quickly right. and and all that um instagram has been much more picky which is good and bad um but for for those types of things honestly i i do it i do it natively i, I do it organically yeah, personally because that, that was I just, my i mean i don't know about you adam but i like i can tell if I can, I scroll through a, like someone's followers, I can I can generally tell because there are some tells of a lot of fake accounts. Everyone's gonna have some. There's no getting away from it because there's a lot of bots out there. There's a lot of fake accounts that just follow other accounts for the fake strategy of follow mm-hmm. unfollow. That's what these bots do, right? So th- everybody has fake accounts. I don't fault people for having fake followers at a at a certain level but once it gets past a number <laughs> a right. lot of a lot of those then you have to start to question well what did this person do and then and you can look at their follower count um if you really want to pay attention if someone's follower account goes up and down by specific numbers and you do see this like an account will go up in followers by 200 and then 2 days later it's down 200 right that's yeah. Again, it may not be any fault of their own. Probably isn't in a lot of those cases. Um, that that but, was a similar answer yeah. that I gave too. I'm like, if they have tons of followers and no engagement, if you just scan through and there's, you can tell, like you could tell these fake accounts. That's the immediate tell is the engagement part where if they have tens of thousands or thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers and they have, you know, 40 likes on a post, that's not typical of someone that has yeah. a, a true follower. Well, and you, you're right. You can buy engagement, like engagement as well. But I, I guess I'm just, everyone on the panel said, don't do it. But yet it's still a trend or like, it's still like, it's available. Let's just say that you can yeah, go buy followers. Is. So like, you know, I mentioned to you, the, the one company I worked with for a while, they, you know, going in there, boom, there's like 30,000 fake followers. And it takes a long time to clean those out. 
right. or what's the point? And it's really vanity. Like it's like we, you want to have the appearance of that. So anyways, that was one of the things that came up on the panel. Hopefully I got through to some people. It's more about building uh, an authentic community that you actually know, being part of that community, going in and commenting and, and, and playing off hashtags and, you know, participating. Um, especially if you're a small business. And, it, and the other one that we, uh, we mentioned were, oh yeah, they talked a lot about hashtags. So we, we talked about this before. A, a local cafe was using all kinds of just coffee hashtags, wasn't getting anybody in the door. Mm-hmm. But when they started beautiful photos, but then they found the actual hashtags for that food community, geolocation food community for Phoenix, and then they could get on those feeds right they were bringing people in the door but it's it's a lot of like different strategy that that people were saying that um yeah i don't know i don't fault anybody because you're you're thinking like how do i grow this or that's the biggest question how do i grow this well there's a couple different ways um the the more authentic way typically takes time Mm -hmm. um the other thing that time and not just time but also bandwidth and commitment and uh plan <laughs> now one uh i'll leave the influencer thing in a second because i know you have something on that too um one thing that i actually was pleased to hear heard it twice that you don't have to be on every single channel so find the channels that work for you mm-hmm. that was refreshing to hear and uh because you and i agree even though as social marketers we want to be on every channel <laughs> um the other one oh channel specific content that was the first time that I've really heard that outside of our conversations. Uh, don't know if people actually do that because mm. again, bandwidth, but it's definitely something to think about for having specific channel for each content and not reposting the same thing. Right. Um, Cause we did talk about reels and <laughs> reposting <laughs> TikToks was the first thing that came up. <laughs> of course. I, I don't have the data on reels. I haven't investigated it any further. I, the general feeling seems to be one way among, at least among marketers, which, to, you know, for whatever that's worth, um, I do see people using them. Like if I'm on Instagram, I look on now of the several accounts that I manage, you know, how they're all always testing the function functionality yeah. and the buttons and everything. So uh, a couple of them do have the reels button now in the, in the middle of the bottom toolbar. Um, so the Instagram's testing, pushing that in front of people <laughs> in a bigger way mm-hmm. uh, to get them to watch it. But I, I'll say this, Adam, I know I, I just texted this to you tonight. I, I don't understand it, but I'll just put it out there. The social media club Phoenix Instagram account, that is one of the several that I, I manage. When reels came out, I thought I would run a test and Experiment, see what happens. Literally, this is, I, I set out from the beginning to do this to see what happened. I honestly did not think much was going to happen. But when Reels came out, it was sometime in the middle of August. The first, the first post I put up was either on day one or two of Reels being out. August 19th, it was a TikTok. It was a TikTok from uh, Run Buddy Mobile which is a dog running company that they drive your, their van with the treadmills in it to your house. And the dogs come on the treadmill, you pay them, you know, for every time they come out and the dogs run on the treadmill. It's super cool. And it's awesome. TikTok content. 
um, I just happened to see that. And I was like, okay, let me just pop that in there. And immediately on an account that had 600 something followers, it had 4,000 plus views within a day or two. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> that, that follows in line with, with what you know, Facebook and Instagram kind of typically does whenever they right. release some new feature is they, they give preference. Really, they give preference. They try to pump it up. Yeah. Um, they've done this a number of times, right? Um, Instagram stories, of course. I mean, we could go down the list, but anyway, so that one posted. So I was like, okay, let me try this again. So next day found another one that I liked. And these are, these are TikToks that I just, they weren't particularly supremely viral TikTok videos. They they're not yours. Videos. You're downloading them and resharing them, right? I, I'm downloading. Yes. Because TikTok is the smartest of the bunch and allows you to actually save or gives the user the option to let other people save the video and share with, with, the, with their branding, with their branding. <laughs> Super smart. I mean, TikTok learned from everybody else. No question. Um, but yeah, so these are ones I've downloaded from TikTok from other users. I don't know the people. I don't know the accounts. I, in a lot of cases, I don't even follow them. They're just on my for you page and they're funny or they're interesting, whatever. So the next day I did another one, got another couple thousand views right away. I, I kept trying it. And then somewhere around like the fourth or fifth, I think, um, one that I posted, boom, like 18,000 views in a couple of days. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going with this and just see, see where we can go. Posted some more, another few thousand views, posted another one, 50,000 views. That's next wild. one, hundred thousand views. So now we're at the point of there's like, I don't know, 15 videos on there right now. Um, they do die off at some point. Like those first few that I posted, they stopped right. For the most part, the, there's others that I have posted. One stopped at like 375,000 views. Um, that was like two weeks ago. Um, I posted one the other night. It's up to almost 600,000 views. There's a couple with 200. So in the end, here's what happened. The two main things that happened is the account forexed in followers when it's now up above 2,400 followers as of today from 600 something in August, mid August, this, and this is mid October. So in 60 days, um, for whatever that's worth. And then right now, if you total up all the views across all those reels on the account, it's as of now over 2 million total across all the various videos. So do with that what you will. I, I don't, there's other accounts that I manage that I tried this on did not do that with what not perform this way. Huh? With what type of content? Same, same stuff. Hmm. Same type of stuff. I don't know if it's because I did that on the first day and it got into some sort of algorithmic preferential place within Instagram. And now it's just in that loop because everything that I've posted, even if not on the first time, it hasn't blown up. It's there's still all of them are getting at least like a couple thousand views, which is at this point. I mean, you know, the 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 number of followers is over two thousand twenty four hundred. So it's like it's it's 
it's not reaching those followers necessarily. It's just being mm-hmm. seen that many times in the grand reels feed. I, I don't know. I don't really have a, a detailed data-based explanation for it. I'm just I think reporting what I'm what seeing. Saying, <laughs> I think it's kind of both in. I think, I think your account got traction and grew. So if you're like, you're someone trying this out, just know that you're sharing previously semi-viral or semi, not necessarily viral, but you, you caught your eye. So you're resharing that. Uh, one thing I'll say, I think that's completely on brand because social media club, you're sharing the best of social. I think it's right on brand. We've then, been documenting it. I've been posting it on Twitter. Yeah, and then this stuff, too, like, like, updating. this stuff is going up because I think it's similar content as far as it caught your eye and, it's, and it did okay on, on uh, TikTok. But then I did hear that Instagram is kind of like making their own uh, discovery algorithm like TikTok. Mm. So that you'll, like for instance, when you share a TikTok clip, clip with me, say it's like, curve out you know way out there yeah it'll it'll mess my f- entire feed up for like two days like all i'll get is the same type of stuff you really send me oh yeah like for that long i would say i'm gonna get like say you sent me like like a political thing or something yeah like if somebody else sent me a wood like this one i got like woodworking ones for like two days and then there's like right. um a food one and i'll get like so it, like it just goes in because it recognizes you're watching certain content for longer and I know that um, for reels, they, right. they're unlike the Instagram feed, unlike uh, stories or IGTV, reels is uh, deploying a very similar algorithm. Um, and they're going to keep tweaking it. I mean, I think even like reels layout now, I, th- I saw that on Twitter that they updated it to look identical to, or it mm. will look identical if it's not already to, uh, <clears throat> to TikTok. Yeah. So yeah, I it's, it's look for the record. I reels to me is idiotic. I'll say that. I'll, I'll just straight up. I think it's dumb. Um, it's but it's the <laughs> it's the culmination of Facebook, Instagram, just basically copying. I mean, it right. is literally just a straight copy, minus some of the features that it, that TikTok offers, um, in, involving like the music especially in the trends and stuff. Um, but <clears throat> it's, it's like such a, it's such a ripoff and a, a transparent attempt to be like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> come use it over here. Like you're right. already on Instagram. Don't go on TikTok and use it. When in the meantime, guess who's smarter is TikTok because from the beginning and even now, you can take those and you can share your TikToks. You can share TikToks that you see directly into Instagram stories. There's there's people that they don't even go on TikTok. They see all the TikToks on Instagram. Right. And that's got to <laughs> that's going to kill Instagram because Wait, is there going to be a creator fund for you for sharing TikToks and you start making money <laughs> off of resharing and, popular? And now did you see Snapchat? So Snapchat came out with a TikTok-ish music integration um mm-hmm. a little late probably yeah and it's kind of dumb I, I think that's also kind of dumb and i'm a snapchat fan like i think i still say that they're innovators um i think that and i know adam you you feel that way as well but they on that one i'm surprised that they're doing that because they have absolutely benefited 
from TikTok and vice versa, of course, um, because everything is so shareable and people, kids especially, kids are using Snapchat to communicate. That's right. how they're texting and they're sharing stuff and they're sharing TikToks back and forth in Snapchat. That's, what they're, that's a big mm-hmm. part of what they do. And that's part of why TikTok grew so much and, and why Snapchat is still a big deal to be used because you can do that. It works together. So for them to, to do that type of a feature, I think is silly. Yeah. I don't, I'll be curious to see how it's used to be I honest. Did, I did say on that webinar, one thing I did encourage people to do is like, as we always do, like test it out, like test it out. Sure. I, I don't think, I think people were surprised that there's so many quote unquote tools inside um, video tools, video products uh, yes. inside Instagram. So you could, you know, well, any of those platforms, I mean, Snapchat, Instagram, even TikTok, like yeah. you can use those, those as tools, even if you're not posting. And we've talked about this a million times, even if you're not posting on them as your brand, you can still make, do something to, to be creative and use Instagram stories or TikTok mm-hmm. or Snapchat stories or, or Snapchat snaps to create and post those on the channels that you are using. Yeah, and I would say like the biggest thing is like if your your audience isn't there, don't do it. <laughs> but doesn't right. I mean don't don't try it, don't test. Right. But that's where you're gonna get into it. Or um people are asking about Instagram, you know, what's it for good for for business? And and that varies. You probably seen this as well. Like you're either going to build your brand, it's gonna be like a brand and culture type situation, not sales. Or it's going to be like behind the scenes connecting with your customers, or it could be direct to consumer, like sales. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be like a sales goal behind it. A lot of times it's just a great way to I, I follow a lot a lot of companies on um, Instagram because it's it's behind the scenes. Right. It, it humanizes them to me a little bit more. Or it's it's funny content. Um, it definitely differs based on the type of business you are and and the size because someone like say pepsi right pepsi uses it it's it's a brand thing maybe they have you know uh fun offers or campaigns that they're running at one time or another but their actual instagram account if you look at it it's an absolute branding thing every one of their posts i believe has either the color blue the pepsi blue color or the logo somehow i think it's usually the blue that's what it is it's usually that the blue is somewhere somehow in the image on the main feed we're talking here mm-hmm. and so that's pepsi right like they're they're a humongous brand they're they're selling but right that's that's the instagram account is for their existing um probably the the customers that are more closer to the loyalty section of the funnel well i think um, people forget that it's not too. an awareness thing generally unless it's like trying to catch people in a certain moment like traditional marketing where people were going from magazine to billboard to TV, as you drove to the game, you have to, they, you know that the person has to see it three, four, five times in order to, it's in your brain right. for the, the, the point of decision. And I think people lose that. Um, and, and that's why we, we always say, don't post the same thing on same, the same, all the same channels. Cause you typically, someone's driving to the game and they see a Pepsi commercial and an ad and a billboard, it's not going to be the same, exactly the same. Um, one other thing I want to talk to you about. The other thing that got brought up a lot was um, 
like influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I kind of wanted to get your your take on that because um, rightly so, I, I don't have a huge background in that. I uh, I built a brand with uh, what I would consider micro influencers, but these you built was, multiple brands. But this was before you had to pay people. Like they either loved your brand and they just wanted to rep it. Uh, I did send a few people free product, and I would I would feature them, spotlight them, and grow their following as part of that. But I never like um, I never drop cash to like because because oftentimes and and I'm gonna ask your take on this. What I see is it just a lot of what I see is it's a cringe factor. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the things that's being advertised says paid ad or whatever it's not authentic. It's not real. And I have a few examples where I feel like it is really real, but I mean, what do you, what do you think? I, I would, I would agree with a whole yes, yes. And, uh, aspect, right. The influencer marketing is not dead and it's not dying. Certain right. types of influencer marketing are not as effective as they were couple years ago and certainly you know several years ago i think um i i do think that and you'll hear this term a lot i mean i I know you've heard you know this adam i think maybe you just said it about the micro influencers yeah um and people throw around like a nano influencer (laughs) title it's like whatever whatever the logist the 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 linguistics are not logistics linguistics uh whatever semantics you want to use um the power right now has I, I feel like it's it's definitely shifted to the people that are already or back to the people that are already your customers that are already your brand champions they love your product and they're already referring you right. to people that ask or that don't ask I mean it's it's like the the whole third party verification word of mouth that will never go away. That will never go away. And that is all part of influencer marketing. But what, what's changing now is yes, we have so many people that have been online now and now we have a whole generation Gen Z right now and even coming up behind them, whatever that next generation is going to be that we, we call them alpha, gen, whatever. Like, and then add millennials to that and even Gen X. We've all, we're all very much, uh, ver- a lot more savvy when it comes to this stuff than boomers, let's say, and even a lot of Gen X people. Um, it's, we've grown up with it. We've seen, we're hip to marketing. We're hip, the people that are not in advertising and marketing because they've been all over social media for all these years. They've seen it. They know. They know Facebook serves ads to them. Now there's there's movies and documentaries about how the advertising gets served um, to the average person on these channels. So they know that this celebrity is doing this or they know that this person, when they see that person, they know when it's a commercial, not even a celebrity per se. It's like an industry person because right. it's so prevalent even when someone doesn't put hashtag sponsored or hashtag ad 
or which, which, which with. legally legally they have to do right i mean they're supposed <laughs> to everybody doesn't not even close still um but i really think that there's a ton of room for for the smaller the smaller quote unquote influencers really it's it's more the existing customer base brand ambassadors like why wouldn't you want to amplify the people that are already loyal and behind you to take what they're doing, which is authentic and put it out there in a way that, yeah, you're sure you're giving them, you're compensating them for it. And they admit that, but also everybody knows already that they know that they've been with this for a while. It's not just, Oh, today it was this tomorrow. It's this company and it's the same industry. Right. You know, it's like this, there's not this, this switch. So I think I think there's absolutely ways to do it now with with smaller um, smaller people in terms of their networks and their communities, and that also can go relatively viral. If you know for for, for what that's worth, if you want to call it viral, there's a virality within you know a community, even a city, right? A, a like let's say the valley here, Greater Phoenix. Like if you if you talk to the or have the right people that have been customers of yours been behind your brand for them to talk about it it is authentic even if they put hashtag ad on it sure it's like makes sense well i think the and maybe that's your nano micro all that but like everybody influences everybody um mm-hmm. and then a lot of it was like user generated content like people love you they tag you up and you reshare it so you give them a shout out then it moves up i think a lot of the ones i like a lot are like partnerships you can see that it's a little bit more thoughtful and um or really odd but i don't know do you subscribe to the hustle you get the hustle yeah yeah so there's one that came in today it's about a tiny direct-to-consumer company that hacked its way to five hundred thousand dollars a month in sales Uh, if you haven't read it it's totally forgot I, I read the entire thing today it's about just about what we're talking about but it's um a peanut butter company called nerdy nuts and all these different weird flavors of peanut butter there's a whole story there anyways he originally went to instagram all these influencers gave him pricing sheets and promised him all these impressions and um then he went to just found two people that were he dove, dove further into the you know peanut butter world on tiktok and found two people that were uh really uh interested well he said hey can i send you a bunch of peanut butter and they were like over the hills like crazy and then he did something like uh just tens and tens of thousands of dollars in like an hour and then he ended up splitting the profit with him he split nice. the proceeds with him and uh the one right. lady was like, like the lady was like oh this is more than my um my husband's military check so like wow. she was like blown away. So th- that kind of situation is like, if you read the article and if actually we probably link it, link to it. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's a great, great deep dive in to these tactics. And then they layered on certain things, TikTok only. They layered on certain things like um, building and scarcity. So limited drops, like sneaker mm-hmm. drops, but limited drops for peanut butter. Sure. And then they made uh, like Ben and Jerry's, they made all these flavors, but instead of uh, all the funny, funky names, it was like all the presidential candidates sold out of all those. Oh, and I mean, those uh, are collector items even. 
Yeah. And then they couldn't even like keep up because it was just out of their garage. Then they decided Sunday only. They're going to open their web store, the Shopify store for Sunday only. Wow. $500,000 in Love one it. hour. So it's like, but it was spending the time finding the channel. And of all places, I got to go find this, this peanut butter TikTok because I've never seen it. Like that got them all these sales. It's crazy. But what they didn't do is they didn't have some beautiful photo shoot on Instagram and somebody's holding their peanut butter jar or whatever. Right. Um, so I think it's just more authentic. Um, like the one, there's another one that I know they're sponsored, but the content is so good. I've mentioned him a few times, the name Bobby, but on um, Instagram, it's Flav City. And he does all these cooking demos and he yep. uses all the tools. Um, but he may do a behind the scenes on Instagram stories. And then he'll push you to YouTube for his live when he goes live or he'll, he'll uh, about a week or two later then he'll post the video on Instagram to IGTV. So he's using it in all these different ways. Right. But I know that he makes money two different ways. Affiliate. So he recommends his favorite products. Use his code to go buy this, you know, sure. meat, meat subscription. But then one was particularly interested. It's like the machine that helps you cook these recipes. You put everything in. He cooks it. Well, they worked with him to take some of his recipes and it had like this little digital screen on the front. Mm-hmm. They, put, they put his recipes in inside the machine. Wow. So it was like more, and he and he produced so many videos and tutorials with that machine. So it was, you, I know he was getting paid for it, but it was of such value. It was true to his brand. It was on brand. Right. Yeah, say. it makes total sense. It's a perfect fit. He wasn't selling weight loss tea. And, um, He's even cleaner idea because uh, example because he has his Bobby seal of approval and he will not approve certain uh, packaged goods food unless it has uh, you know certain good ingredients and mm-hmm. sugar carbs all that kind of stuff. So right. um, he's turned down a lot of lucrative deals because they didn't meet his seal of approval. Uh, he couldn't recommend it to his fan base. Who uh, so anyways that for me I love seeing more stuff like that. Um, one thing that we've been talking about for like, it seems like weeks, but it probably isn't. But like some really good social involving a, a ocean spray and, and a really cool chill dude. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into that because that that ties right in with with this whole influencer marketing. But kind of in reverse, in though. Yeah, yeah, it, but in re- in reverse, yes, because it yes. Um, so the. Uh, do you want do you want to do the backstory? Or you want me to? Yeah, set it up. the The backstory is for anyone that's listening to this somehow that has not heard or seen of this person um, is a gentleman uh, on TikTok that he does a lot of videos of kind of him dancing to different songs and music and stuff. And his name is uh, Nathan Apodaca. Apodaca. Um, his, I didn't uh, even know his real name. I just know him as Dogface. <laughs> his yeah, his his uh handle is is 420 dogface with two G's uh two oh eight. That's his handle on TikTok. And he's pretty well known. So that part I think gets left out a lot is that he he did have a following on TikTok already before this happened. So what happened was, and I didn't know this backstory until I sent you that article. Well it's a good NPR article. One yeah. thing I'll tell you true. I saw his video a different video, different song months ago. Yep. He is on a longboard kind of 
he doesn't have any hair but he's kind of like leaning back chilling it's yeah. a mood it's a mood and he's longboard and you could put music behind it so i saw it months ago and this was like kind of a take two because it was still like same aesthetics going down the street longboarding leaning back singing a song but with yeah a bottle, the, bottle of spray. yeah but then this one was a little different because i, I that I, I had seen his stuff before too on tiktok here and there honestly for me it wasn't like anything striking like it was just a dude you know doing his thing it was a mood like you said had a lot of followers had a lot of views um even even then but the other day well this is now a couple weeks ago um the story goes the backstory is that he was on his way to work and his truck broke down he lives in idaho he's uh he works at a potato factory i believe um he was on his way to work it checks out (laughs) yes and uh he his truck broke down his pickup truck and so he had his longboard in the back and he happened to have like an ocean spray a bottle of ocean spray cran raspberry in in the the car in the truck with him so he hopped on his long he was like two miles from his job and so he decided well i'll just i'll just longboard there and he hopped on the longboard he was drinking the the ocean spray and he 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 does TikTok a lot. So it made sense. It was his on brand for him. Like he did it. He just filmed himself rolling down the, the, the street, really the highway almost. Um but you see it's like a selfie view and uh to the song Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And at the end of it, his explanation was that like he wasn't lip syncing or anything until the very end. Because he couldn't even hear it, he said. He said it was just it was going, but he couldn't hear it because of the wind. And then he could, all he could hear was the, the end of it there, and that's when he lip synced the last couple w- words of the part right. that he did the video to. Um, so that video uh, went viral. It blew up, um, millions and millions of views, and because people felt that whole mood, it was a vibe. It was like mm-hmm. felt really positive. And he got um, a ton of views. I mean, it, it was one of those things that if you, ha- again, if you haven't seen it, go check it out, go on TikTok, go on his Instagram. You can see it easily because all these other people, there's like 134,000 quote unquote tribute videos. So TikTok, a lot of people will, if something's popular, like a meme, um, they will or go and do it or, also. Yeah. <laughs> copy it so there's a lot there's like 134,000 of those there's all the tiktok uh and, and it's tied to her song or well, fleetwood mac it's tied to their song yeah yeah entirely and and so fleetwood mac got uh had their best ever week on streaming there's the song uh hit the billboard charts again after all these decades <laughs> of wild. not being up there so i mean there was all that, all these celebrities started doing versions of it. Um, Cheech and Chong did a version of it. They like called him and did a FaceTime with, with the guy. Um, Stevie Nicks and Mick Fleetwood created TikTok accounts and did a version of it. And she's uh, like a, a Luddite. Luddite. She doesn't even own a phone yep. or anything that she got on. Yeah. And it's, it's been, it's been really cool. To, and he just wants, he just wants to spread joy. Like he just that, loves. Right. Yeah. He he lives in a he lives in a trailer, I think, with his daughter in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not not really 
well off. I think it's documented. Like he's not rich by any means, but it, I mean, even, you know, living in a, in a trailer, like working in a factory, living his life, doing his TikTok thing because his daughter got him on it at, at one point. Um, so what ended up happening was, and I'm going to interject one thing that's, we have our notes here. I'm, there's something that's not on the notes that I forgot about. Within our world of social media marketing, there was a person, um, I forget her name or handle or anything, but like two days after that went viral, there was a, a girl had a tweet. She was like, she retweeted the uh, video and she was like all about, she tagged ocean spray and she's like, oh my God, ocean spray. If you're not, what do you, I think they're really missing the boat here with not doing yeah, you're like, you're something on it. Yeah. And it's like everybody, everybody that's, that's in this industry that was, that saw that was replying for the most part, I would say about 80% of the replies were like, relax. Them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, people were like, relax. Cause like with this, like calling them out, first of all, you're calling out like a company, a brand, a, um, a person or a team, like you don't know what they're doing. I'm sure they've seen it. It's been everywhere. It's viral. They know it clearly says ocean spray. Like the brand is there. Honestly, if they never did anything, I I think it would have been even okay because they they didn't have to like take advantage of this. You well, know, and for, I like, went a marketing on their Instagram. Purpose. I went on their different channels and it was out for like a good week or so and where people were doing tribute tribute yeah. videos. Yeah. They weren't sharing anything. They weren't reposting. They didn't have to, right? They didn't have to. The brand is already, it's everywhere. That third party verification. Sold sold out on the shelves. It's all there. So now in the end, you know, they took their time, right? And I I love, I really love how they handled it. I do. I I think they did it the right way. They took their time. They're like, we're not going to just retweet this and say, we we're glad you love ocean spray. You know, like right, they, they didn't, right. they didn't do that crap. They drove up to the guy's house and bought him a, a new truck and filled the back with ocean spray. <laughs> and I think a new longboard too. Um, but like, it was a cool thing. Like, did they take advantage of it on a marketing sense? They did, but they bought the guy a new truck. He need, he, they got him what he needed. Yeah, the whole reason he was on the board in the first place is because his truck because his truck broke down. Yeah, yeah, and so I, but but they also took their time. They didn't they didn't just jump in and make it like this, you know, has to happen right now. They obviously took their time. They obviously on the back end met as a company, had people get together and be like, what should and can we do? What would I I can Adam? You've been in these meetings. Like, you know, you're sitting there and someone was probably like, we should do this and that. And then the smarter people in the room were like, well, why don't we do this? <laughs> why don't we do this instead? This makes much more sense. This is more on brand. This is not tone deaf. He just gave us $200 million in earned media. What do you yeah. think we should do? Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, I wonder if, if someone found it first or they saw that they were selling out of ocean spray on shelves and it was like, what's going on here? I'm sure someone, I mean, I don't, I don't know that people necessarily ran out and bought ocean spray from seeing the video, right? Like apparently now it's still, it's sold out. Well now, yeah, now for sure. Yeah. But I don't, like right away, I, I don't know. Probably not. Right. Cause yeah, he was doing the same long boarding type videos before. 
just with no products in it or anything. And if anything, people were buying it to do the video, to make their mm -hmm. own video. <laughs> There's been some funny ones, like that one, uh, the one guy with the pumpkin head on. Oh, and he was like well, that the, was, was that Starbucks? Oh, he had Starbucks in his hand. Yeah, he just poured it all over his face. But. He had a pumpkin latte, Starbucks, and he had a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin thing on his head and like a, a Halloween sweater. That one went viral. That was and a I big one. I looked at one. that one. That all of their stuff was was um like costume, costume Halloween makeup stuff. So they just recreated it on brand. Yep. And <laughs> if know. you go on TikTok, I mean, I saw, I still saw another one last night. There's still, there was, there was a really, there was a lot of funny ones. There was one I saw with my wife, like a a guy on a skateboard, and he had a tray, and he had. Everybody won't get this, but um, here in the Southwest and Mexico, there are these drinks called aguas frescas and there's a guy that had they come in like it looks like a it's like the shape of a, a clear beehive right that's what the the, right. the container looks like i knew exactly what it was when i saw it i was like this yeah is oh yeah totally and and the guy had this big giant container of uh jamaica which is like a red it's like a cranberry juice ish drink actually that's a an aguas frescas um a, a mexican drink and beverage and it's like a juice it's a it's a fresh juice it's like delicious a little bitter but it's like cranberry juice and he's got it on a tray in a big giant container pouring it into the from the pitcher into his glass and it's like the the <laughs> the aguas frescas version of the ocean spray <laughs> that was i think he might have spilled it too but there was a lot that that people did um and then he uh we saw him what do we see him in the other day on Instagram? Oh yeah, uh, he filmed a commercial for you know I didn't even know the store had tons of change. It's a little mini mart. Uh, apparently, he's shooting commercials. I don't know if you saw this, but I uh, I was watching a major news network and a TikTok commercial came on with a Fleetwood Mac song. I only heard the song. I don't know if it was <laughs> Wendy said it was that guy. So maybe they featured him. Yeah, I think he they've put his I, I've seen some TikTok commercials um in general, like during football, during uh on Sundays, during football Sundays. And um and I have it on YouTube TV. Like that's where I watch it. And I've seen some TikTok commercials. They've they've definitely started running ads, um, just showing just general ads, but I've seen I've seen him in in an ad. I don't think his story is over though. I think um I saw one today where um Jay and Silent Bob duetted him. Saw that. Yep. Yep. So you have the same feed, you and I. Well, it's also a viral. All these viral ones, they end up in your feed for the in everybody's feed, you know. But so this is interesting. So brand wise, like you hit on this a little bit. When something goes viral like this, the closest thing I could think of back a while ago would be like the ice bucket challenge, and all the brands were getting on the right. ice bucket challenge. This is different. Like I, I see. Now there's these trends. So instead of a meme, it's like TikTok video, and it's trending. And then as a brand, if it fits, you could actually recreate it because um, typically they're pretty feel good. Um, they're just they're just fun, and you're you're part of the subculture. And I think if if that was your brand voice, you could you could be recreating this. Uh, what's the news? Uh, the news publication I always send you is it Washington Post? on tiktok the guy oh yeah dave dave jorgensen i mean his stuff is like 
it's great i love it yeah yeah no he's he's been i mean i i was lucky to meet him at social fresh last november he was one of the reasons i wanted to go to that was because i wanted to to talk to him a little bit and and i mean washington post they were like that on snapchat though too they were one of the early adopters because they recognized the opportunities of reaching younger audience which is what they need to do as the washington post um they need to let the younger audience know that the news exists but it's not like other ones where uh i see this one lady pop pop all the time and she actually gives the breakdown of the news stories of the day like literally Mm -hmm. anchor style not like that at all yep i think i've seen that one that the one you're talking about this guy is stuck in his quarantine in this house doing funny videos yeah no he's doing he's doing like the tiktok trends as the guy with the washington post and then working in the post brand like into the trends but it's 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 real like it's not it's not forced it, he's been doing it for a while now so it's a lot of Some people are I think, produced Some no. are, I mean, are, are yeah produced. they're produced they are but he's making them like that's the thing like they're produced but it's because he knows how to do it because he's been doing it for a year and a half that's his job that's it yeah wow <laughs> Like he's good at it. So it's interesting. There, there's, there's TikTok. I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of diving in on TikTok a little bit, but it's, it's so unique. And yet it's this, it's this huge melting pot of like almost every social media yeah. platform into, into one, into this one like best platform right now without, without sort of some of the negatives of of others not that it's not negative at all but there's like <laughs> it's very positive in a lot of in a lot of instances but it's also so large it covers so much ground um there's so yeah, many that's different why people, areas people joke like you you've reached a farmer talk or yeah. you've reached a canadian cheese talk because yep. like it's so deep like you don't know like you'll you'll send me a weird video and then i'll like, like i said my feet will be <laughs> recurated but um in some ways it's like early twitter where you can find your tribe like if you start curating you could follow those people and then like the people who are making these videos like i'll see like a variety of cooking ones like the one that gordon ramsay did that wants to roast your cooking videos but like oh he's been day, yeah he's been doing great and one guy, like, he doesn't have pro lighting. He doesn't have, but he's a really good cook. And he's still doing these these uh, these recipes. Um, but I wanted to uh, transition to this a little bit because I think this is a social, how you social is changing a bit for brands. Um, and I wanted to bring up Steakums since you're the um, future doctor, PhD, Reverend Social. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just giving you random university titles. Yeah, I know that. I know. Uh, that would be funny if I got a PhD in social media eventually in my amazing. life, though. But you're doing a paper on Steakums, and you've been long on Steakums, big Steakums fan follower. But it's not because the meat-based product. It's because of their tweets. They're social. It's... So it's funny the I'm I'm in a I'm in the master's program for digital audiences at Cronkite um, School at ASU, and I just started 
six or seven weeks ago. My first class just ended. The second one just started. The first class was um, we had to pick a brand that we were going to focus on for the whole, um, you know, half a semester or whatever. And I picked Steakum because I couldn't think of any better one to pick that would be more interesting and to dive into because I had never really, you know, dove into there. I, I, I've been following them and we've talked about them a million times. And um, again, as Social Fresh last November, part of the reason I went was because the guy, one of the people, the main person, uh, Nathan, who uh, runs the, <laughs> the social media for Stakem was there and I got to meet Nathan. That was super cool. Awesome dude. Uh, I, I wish I had more time to hang out at, at, at that event or that we both had more time. Um, I love that you love pictures of Steakum and uh, <laughs> grilled cheese recipe or uh, cheesesteak recipes so much. This is fascinating that well, this is your obsession. Well, dude, I, look, we're both East Coast. You're, <laughs> in fact, you're from post. Pennsylvania. True story. Uh, I so, did not know they were from there, but I do remember eating them often. Yeah, East Coast, they're, they're absolutely an East Coast-based company originated. And I remember them from when I was a kid. And then they kind of came back because of the social media. Like that was part of the, the re, the, the re, uh, the but obviously back. we're not talking about them today because they post recipes and photos of steakums because they don't. Well, they, they, so, so listen, I, I, I was, I paid a lot more attention to everything that they did. Now. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. They absolutely have user generated content of, and they're retweeting. Look at their Twitter. Look at the Twitter. Don't look at the Instagram because this is, this is something I discovered. The Instagram is very different than the Twitter, right? The Instagram is, they're not as ah. focused on Instagram. Um, Twitter is where they live. They live on Twitter. I would say they also now live pretty heavily on it, on TikTok, which makes sense because they're super weird and quirky and the content yeah. is, is weird and makes sense on TikTok. Um, on Twitter though, they've definitely gained a following. I mean, I started following them. They, they were not, how many followers are they at now? Over a hundred thousand. Yeah. 168,000 on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. When I started following them, and they, people they were are, like, Hey, Casey, nice. Casey, nice. following them. People are sleeping on them. No, no one's sleeping on them anymore. I mean, this they, is they, good content. The big one, it happened. It's happened a couple of times, but the big one that happened was earlier this year around the start of like April, like at the start of COVID. Second time you mentioned it. It's okay. <laughs> and um, and they they put out a tweet. It might even still be pinned on their on their Twitter about. Um, mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. What does it say? Since you got it open. Uh, friendly reminder in times of uncertainty and misinformation, anecdotes are not data. Good data is carefully measured and collected information based on a range of subject dependent factors, including, but not limited to controlled variables, meta analysis and randomization. I think it's a thread. Oh, it's a thread. It is, it's, it's a thread. It is a thread. And, and, and I will say, I, I do follow a lot of scientists and epidemiologists specifically on Instagram, <laughs> or sorry, Twitter, and they follow Stakem's account. Yep. So yeah. like Epi Ellie is one of the you know people I follow. She has all always good stuff about COVID. Yep. There's all these scientists yep. that are following it. Because so so what's the voice did, of reason? Yeah, it, I mean literally, and they've been, but they've been that way for a while, not just since then. Every once in a while, what happens is like when the protests in June happened. Um, whenever there's been like stuff that's happened over the last, especially the last couple of years during this particular administration, 
um, in the White House, like they have these commentaries mm-hmm. every once in a while that are like, it's not fake philosophy. It's this like introspective, keeping it real moment. And it's like, it breaks the fourth wall almost on Twitter. This like, last, normally they're I'm, making these stakeum jokes all the this time. Like last, yeah. Well, in memes, <laughs> the ones on Instagram, I see they're memes, which makes sense. Um, yeah. A lot of more informational stuff is ending up on Instagram too, versus like, beautiful photos all the time but their last one of their last pieces about managing cognitive dissonance it goes on and on about confronting and acknowledging our own hypocrisy and it goes it goes all the way down like yeah you know, holding on to beliefs in your mind yeah uh, dualism yeah. this isn't what's so great it's like but over time it can lead to a healthier outcomes stakeums bless yep stakeum bless is their, <laughs> is then, their hashtag the next one is just a tweet on the, the last thread Buy our frozen meat stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then and then the next the next tweets for like weeks are gonna be jokes about steak and meat and yes, this is this yeah. one was uh who's this? Um thanks again, frozen meat brand. Right. <laughs> listen listen to the the convenient food, listen to this convenient convenience food for, for it speaks truth. <laughs> And they have they have a smart audience too. Like they this is a brand that knows their audience. They've created this audience from the beginning. Um and and part of it is absolutely the people behind it. The 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 people behind it are very entrenched and have been for a long time in internet culture. It's like very entrenched. I can't even stress it enough. They they any of the old school memes um channels like they know this stuff and they reference it yeah they and they reference it even though like everybody's not going to get what they're talking about but certain factions will certain people will understand like that they're talking about this this meme from 2011 insert clever twitter went down tweet right (laughs) right so Here's the thing. So uh, just to tie it back together, the, the, the class that I was featured them for and talked about them for, I had to do like a bunch of projects and it was focused on them, um, on their audiences and what they were doing. And um, they, <laughs> they've been featured in like ad week. And uh, I want to say, I don't know if it was the New York times or post or like, a major, not just Adweek, but like other major publications about this, um, about how they're doing social media because they are being very real oftentimes and providing this like solace for some people to, they, they, they crack back on or clap back on um, like brand marketing. They, they on themselves, essentially, you know, it's like, it's like they're in on the joke with right. the rest of us. And that's, that's what's always really funny and ironic and, and all that. Um, but they, the, the moral of the story is they put time and effort in a lot to this. Every year um, since they started doing this, their sales have um, gone up year over year. I think it's something like they've, they've increased 50% or doubled year over year every year. So that's, 
there's a number of Pretty factors. Impressive for a, for a, a, a <laughs> but social player. media is a huge factor in what they're doing because that they're not doing TV ads, they're not doing radio ads, they're doing social media. They're not even. I don't see social media ads. That mean that doesn't mean that they're not doing them, but I don't think that they really, they really are. And if they are, they're doing very small, probably campaigns because that company is also not uh, like it's not part of Procter and Gamble or um, General Mills or anything. It's its own uh, company. And it's, it's small. So that's why this is such a big deal for a small company like that to, um, to do this, to accomplish all this. And they're like, like people talk about the, the, what's the one example that everybody goes to with Twitter in particular, right? Is Wendy's. Oh, oh yeah. Wendy's snark and like yeah. Wendy's is so smart and all that. you know they, they've been Wendy's has been doing that same thing since 2012. Props to them, you know. At this point, we all know what they're doing. Like it's their brand personality. It's been eight years. Kudos, but that's not the leader anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I would say Stakeum is, if not the leader, it's one of the leaders. Stakeum bless in Twitter and social media as a whole. What? If you haven't checked out their TikToks and you like quirky, weird stuff that's that's entertaining also, Nathan is also on there. He's the guy with the beard. You'll know him right away if you see him. He's the guy that wears the box on his head, which is the mascot for Stakeham also. <laughs> they don't take themselves too seriously. Dude, I could do I could do hours on Stakeham. I, I, I love Well, you guys. did. You did for your report. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I just find I find that interesting. I think I found out about it because of you. Like you sent it over first and was like it's kind of refreshing in some way. I think, you know, we talk about best practices, but there's this thing about posting times and all that kind of stuff, but there's content. And like, I think breaking the mold is refreshing. I think, you know, it could be gimmicky. Like if you just jump on uh, to trend, but if it becomes part of who you are, uh, your brand voice and persona and all that, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, they went down a whole road of, of uniqueness that no one else was doing. Um, now, you know, you'll see, I would say now, like, uh, Moon Pie mm-hmm. is, is a similar one that I don't know if they also, their little agencies, agency runs that account also. I don't know. It, that could be the case. Um, and then there's like some others that are, it seems like it's these food products. So like DiGiorno's has a weird social media presence. Hot Pockets has a weird social media presence. And it's kind of like the frenemy. Mm-hmm. Hot, Hot Pockets and Steakums have frenemies. Okay. Or frenemies. I don't like know why there's, is always there's back not up. a uh, Steakums Hot Pocket. Do a collab. <laughs> Maybe they did at one point. I don't know. But, but there's, there's some cool stuff out there. Look, it goes back also to, we were talking about this earlier the like if you're a small tiny business and Steakum is not a, a tiny business they're not a one-stop one location pizza place down the street right they're they're a brand they've been around since the 70s so there's a legacy there to a point um if you're a small mom and pop little place or um, not even a location brick and mortar just a, a small business you're not going to you're not going to achieve what these other companies achieve and you shouldn't market yourself in the same way. You shouldn't try to do the same things. If you're the, the pizza place down the street, you should not be trying to imitate Domino's and pizza right. hut 
and all that. You're not going to have the budget. You're not going to have the bandwidth or the resources to, to do what Pizza Hut does where they make their own sneakers where you can order the pizza from the sneaker, right? Um, it's, you have, but there, you have the opportunity if you're a business, a small business to really try anything. Yeah. You can, you can try anything that could work for your local area. That is where your customers are. You are, and you, you could are, reset. You could, you know, you could like, yeah, you said, try, try, but try lots of things. Like you're not fixed. Um, right. And, but you are dependent on your immediate loyal customers. Like if you don't get them coming back, first of all, if, if your food isn't good, let's say if you're a pizza place specifically and your pizza's crap, you're out of luck. <laughs> it doesn't matter the amount of marketing that you do. Yeah. It's that's not a double-edged be, sword. If your work. food is crap, you're probably not going to want to be out, that much out on social because people are going to uh, <laughs> burn you about it. But that, that, to a point, I was going to say for the smaller ones, like that is where you take the time and get to know your best customers and get to know your, you know, people who are taking photos and sharing and commenting like, yes, the yes. lifetime value of that customer, you should invest time, effort, a like into that. Um, you should know when they're find some way to find out when, when are there, when's the birthdays? Yeah. Well, I you mean, know? there's a couple of ways to cross reference this. Um, if you have a square register, you pay 25 bucks a month to get their marketing analytics. It basically tells you, it puts all your customers into categories by bit what they spend. You can, you can, um, so there's a lot of things you can do. You can yeah. you know, use email marketing to send them specific uh, things like don't give me a coupon for a chocolate cake when I'd rather have a coupon for, you know, the appetizer, like, mm -hmm. you know, and you would know that you would know that based on that data. Um, so there, there's a lot of ways to cross reference that. And then if you want to go further, yeah. Uh, in a non creepy way, find them on social and <laughs> you can do anything you want, but you can say happy birthday. You, you know, your 70, 72nd most favorite customer. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't, some of that stuff, it, it, when we talk about it, maybe some people think it's a little creepy, but I also think that a lot of people, if they're getting something that's of value to them, they don't find it creepy. It's, you know, like if, yeah, like you said, if I go on, if I know my customers and I, and I do a search, a location search within, you know, a mile or five miles of my business and I see someone talking about their birthdays coming up or something like for you as the pizza place to go comment and be like, let us give you a free something. Happy birthday. I don't know. There's a way to do it. There's there a way to do that. And, and some of it's just, I mean, people call it social listening, but it's awareness. Like for my, my crafted goods company, I I remember a couple of years ago, actually, somebody that bought quite a bit of stuff from us didn't actually have anything to do with that. And another person who didn't buy anything from us, ever but they followed one person got married and one person got a new job and we both sent them i mean we lost money but it didn't matter and they were overjoyed we both sent them you know a gift a gift basket of stuff not mm -hmm. related to our company at all but i was listening and seeing like i wanted to celebrate they were very excited there was like a picture of like their diploma or whatever um so it's caring I, I, yeah it's yeah. like it's like you care about it's not it's not necessarily just a marketing thing it's like it's like, no, this, this is part of, you're part of our community. Even if you haven't bought anything, like you're following our account, you like something about us. So well, like, um, I want to say like the, the, 
crafted goods brand. So it's been on hiatus as well. But the other day, um, you know, I started to do with, I don't know if you saw the photo or not. I started to do a small batch of wallets about 150 or so. I'm like, you know what? So this 4,500 followers. I know them. Mm-hmm. They're customers. I interacted with them before, after, before, during, and after the sale. I have known them now, I think, I don't know if it's been eight years or what, six years? It's been a lot of years, six years. <laughs> um, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to put this photo up of me, you know, making these wallets. Um, they're still mid-stage, they're on the crotch. But I'm like, let's see, see if this account's still alive. I haven't used it in a year, almost to the day, November 2nd. I haven't used the account in a year. Um, so I put the photo up, got uh, about 50 likes. And then all these things like, uh, the king has returned. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. And, and I know this guy, Nicholas. I know Nicholas. And he, he was, I guess today we'd call him one of our influence, influencers. Takes the most amazing craft beer photos. And he started using our bottle opener. And then it was like, um, people were like, oh, I still have my, my wallet you know, from six years ago. I love these wallets. Had them for years. Still rocking it. Um, there he is. <laughs> like, so, so then what I, I was like, all right, like me being me, I want to see like, is it, I get it. The feed gets less. So I put it up as a story and then I wanted to see how much more it got. So I, I pinned it as a highlight, 276 uh, views on the same photo. Um, and just, it said, hi, that's all I said. Even in the comments, I was like, hi, <laughs> um, yeah. but it's encouraging. Cause I look, it's fun for me. Because I went down through who it was seen by 278, and I scrolled down through, and I recognized like all the names, like yep. year after year, like. But that's what it was. I mean, there are ways. Either you get, you can, you can do tactics. You can get lucky, um, or you just, just keep going. Just chip away at it and build something real, um, especially if it's meaningful to you. That. Um, but now, if I re-engage this account, I'd probably drastically think differently about the content that I've pushed. How so? I mean, before it was just a lot of photos of wallets, right? <laughs> the product, okay. And then, and then, um, I shared user-generated content. So every time I'd I'd sell a, a bottle opener, had a specific hashtag, had over ten thousand hashtags on that one uh, hashtag for the bottle opener. And uh, yeah, I would just curate, reshare, spotlight. I would do a lot of spotlights, which is great because it would like show people all these great new beers. Also give a shout out to the people and their great photos. And um, people were putting my bottle opener in a photo. It was, it was weird, but it became known as like the proper opener. That took a year and a half. Yeah. And I didn't like try to go in there, craft beer hashtag and say, I'm going to like stake my claim and pie. No, it already existed. I just became part of it. That's all. And it did take hours, you know, but then um, I learned what really good beer was and I made a lot of really good friends. Um, still today, some of them became my Facebook friends. Um, you know, and I, and I see things like they're up in, up in the Pacific Northwest and there's wildfires. And, you know, I see all these things that these people are doing that I was connected. Right. Yeah. It was um, a little bit more meaningful. Um, I don't know how to change it differently. Probably probably more of me actually mm-hmm. so i think if you're and i see that on tiktok a lot 
people that are making something and it, their Etsy store blows up. Yeah. That's what I was going to say was it feels like a TikTok um, product now where, because I'll, because you'll see like that type of a thing where a TikTok video, you know, a longer one and it'll show the hands yeah. making something or crafting something. And then the final product um, or the other thing is, and you can't do this until you have a thousand followers, but going live on TikTok um, as you're making it, but you're like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. Just sit, you're just there and the, your community is like popping in and out and talking with about whatever. Maybe they're asking you questions. Maybe you're taking, it's almost like an AMA. Ask me anything about the products, about how you make it. Like it's, it's there. Like that stuff is happening. And Instagram live is like that too. Instagram mm-hmm. live is like that too. That would probably, that'd be interesting, man, to see if you did that. If like you went on Instagram Well, I only have 125. That's that. all I have left. So, so what? <laughs> No, it's a. I might, I might, I might take you up on it. I might I'll try it out. Well, I want to see. That's the thing is like, there's some I've seen that are kind of cheesy. There's a guy who makes this like thing that goes over his head and he shaves his whole head. I feel like he's going to cut his throat. Like, it's insane. But his first video that I saw was like, like, uh, oh, it was off a meme. It was, it was like, uh, so one thing on Amazon that just makes sense. I bought on Amazon or something like that. So he, but then I looked yep. at the account, it was him. It's his, his product. <laughs> but then it did make it, he went back and showed prototypes and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I, I noticed that a lot of people want to support crafters and makers. Uh, yeah. I just don't know if I want to be like a, like a cheesy ad, like tired of your Costanza wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, that'd be, that would be a really good tie in. This is like is a wallet that thick. Or I'm like, wait, you guys even know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking because they do because Seinfeld's on what Hulu or Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's and Curb. I mean, there's references, yeah. of course, but um, yeah, man. Well, I know uh, we've been this this we haven't been on in a while, so we've been extended, we've been going extended episode. But I, well, not for us really. I don't think I don't even know how long we've been going, but it feels like the usual time. You uh, and end of the the show tip of the week. Adam has something and I have something. Um, I, I want to say, I want to be ambitious and say that we, we will do another episode sometime in the 16 days before election day. I think so. So it, it can be election day related or not. It's totally up to you. My, my tip of the day, election day related. Go ahead. Go for it. What is it? Chill out, man. (laughs) Is that the tip? Is that the tip to chill out? Maybe, maybe just like, you know, I think Facebook was paying some people to sign off for Facebook until after the election. That might be a good idea. Oh, yeah. 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 Those, those were weird, huh? Those like ads they were sending to people. Mine's the same, the same old, same old, like check, check, check your source. Don't just reshare. Just check your source. Both sides. Check your source. Read the article. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) Uh, If the URL looks like it's not, if you don't know, here's a simple tip. Just take the the title, the headline, and plug it into Google, Google News. If you're gonna see it on a variety of sources you read and don't read, it's over over ten twenty. It's probably gonna be real. And thankfully, uh, as of late, they're putting like fact check things up on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Like if, if it has to do with COVID or the election, I'm seeing a disclaimer. But yeah, stay calm. 
don't lose all your friends <laughs> too late and, and uh too late um that's it like i think it's only gonna get crazier we'll see we got we got a couple more weeks my, my my tip is is uh not social media related it's vote just go if you have not voted good vote. one get your voter in now mail it in if you if it's sitting on your table um go drop it off at the ballot box fill it out if you haven't yet like i said i, I think i think we're committed to doing at least one more episode before election day um maybe we'll focus on on election stuff social media related that's it that's All it right. check your check your sources and vote for now and then we'll be back uh before November the 3rd with another episode. So if you made it this far, the secret word is election. See you next pod. (laughs) Later.